You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. On today's show, an all-SEC World Series gets underway tonight as Vanderbilt takes on Mississippi State, but it wasn't without some controversy. We'll discuss that. Also, some early betting lines for some of the biggest SEC football games of the year have been released by Bet Online. We'll run through those, and we'll go around the conference with tons of recruiting tidbits as well. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out three days a week. And a reminder to join Locked on NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sakema and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the NFL Draft and a look ahead to next year's future first-round picks. Follow the Locked on NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, they spent much of the year ranked in the top five of various national polls. Vanderbilt was number two and Mississippi State number four when they met in Nashville for a three-game series in late April. The Vandy boys took two out of three, but that series looked very different from how the College World Series finals will be because both pitching staffs were fully rested and ready back in April. Vandy's ace, Kumar Rocker, he dominated the Friday game, pitching a complete game three hitter with eight strikeouts, but Rocker will not be available for game one or game two of this World Series finals. If he gets to a game three, he would still be coming off short rest. But regardless, hard to imagine that Kumar Rocker would not want to go. Mississippi State ace Will Bednar, he outdueled Leiter in their regular season matchup. He pitched Saturday in the decisive bracket final against Texas, so he won't be available until Game 3, if at all. So neither staff is lined up, which means the bullpens are going to play a big role in this series. Lefty Christian McLeod is expected to start tonight for the Bulldogs. He had a rough outing on Tuesday against Virginia as he gave up four runs by the second inning. But the big story of the weekend came as NC State was disqualified and it saved Vanderbilt's bullpen, to be honest. And it saved Jack Leiter, who's expected to go tonight. Leiter pitched last week on Monday against NC State, striking out 15 over eight innings and a 1-0 loss. But NC State, their incredible run came to an end as they had a strong chance to possibly win the program's first national title. Uh, much of the Wolfpack was sleeping on the East Coast when NC State, uh, their season came to a bitter end at 1.10 a.m. following an already disheartening day in Omaha on Saturday night. The NCAA announced, or rather uh, Friday night, early Saturday morning, that the uh, game between Vanderbilt and NC State was ruled a no contest. So Vandy automatically advanced. And look, we get the COVID protocols. We get the testing and all that. It's just a brutal way for a team to not even get a chance to prove themselves. Uh, according to D1Baseball.com, two NC State players who were not vaccinated tested positive for COVID-19 this week. And according to the protocol, the entire roster was tested and four of the vaccinated players came back positive uh, in the dugout on Friday. Former NFL linebacker Emmanuel Acho took to Twitter. He said the NCAA declaring NC State unable to play, thus advancing Vanderbilt is trash. Doing so at 2 a.m. in the morning is low even for the NCAA. Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic, she called the situation embarrassing on the NCAA's part. Says they owe everybody involved in this disappointing ordeal as much, much more of an explanation than this. She added the same thing happened with VCU during the NCAA tournament March Madness. The NCAA was silent about what happened and what triggered the no contest. 
It is their policy, and they are the ones working with local health experts explain it. The tough part is, on Saturday for the Mississippi State-Texas game, the NCAA tweeted out, you know, great attendance, 20,000 plus at the game. And so it is a little bit hypocritical when you've got a full stadium in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, of fans in the stands, yet a couple of players test positive asymptomatically from all reports that we've seen, and they don't get to play. Common sense says pull out, you know, the four guys, the four vaccinated players who tested positive and the two unvaccinated who tested positive, pull those guys out and play with the rest of everybody. But so much of what the NCAA does makes no sense. And the word common sense is not as common as you think when it comes to the NCAA and their protocols. But nevertheless, the SEC will win another sport championship in this series as Vanderbilt takes on Mississippi State. Whoever wins it, obviously, yet another championship title goes to the SEC. In 2003, of course, the College World Series shifted to a best-of-three finals format. And since then, only three times has one conference provided both finalists. The SEC did it all three times. Florida beat LSU in 2017. South Carolina beat Florida in 2011. And now it is Vanderbilt versus Mississippi State. It's the fourth time overall the two SEC teams will play for the title. Uh, in 1997, LSU beat Alabama in a winner-take-all final. But the biggest SEC breakout had to be in 2011, when not only did the SEC claim first and second place, but Vanderbilt finished third that year. The entire all-tournament team was made up of SEC players that year. So here we go, getting underway tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN2, and then Game 2 will be on Tuesday. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on Big ESPN. And then Game 3, if necessary, will be on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN2. So the field is set. Again, how we got here, not a big fan of it. Not a big fan of NC State, the way that uh, they had to, uh, or forced out. But I am excited about two SEC teams taking on each other. And for the rest of us across the SEC who are not fans of Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, at least you can beat your chest and say, well, yet another championship uh, in for the SEC. When we return, we are going to touch on, uh, go around the conference, and a little bit later we'll touch on some of the big betting lines for some of the biggest SEC college football games. That's coming up next. Need to remind you guys about Bet Online, still the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We got baseball every night. We've got NBA playoffs in the thick of it. Some really good games happening, and you could get in on all the action over at Bet Online. Get the latest news, get odds, info, and all your sporting needs on all the sports. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all their great sporting news. They got sign up bonuses, contest information. And the best part is if you head to their website right now, you can do it on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 5050%. Bet Online. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N. 50% off your first deposit. They are Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Around the conference. All right, let's jump right into it. One of the top recruits in the state of Arkansas is staying home to play for Sam Pittman's squad. 
On Sunday, defensive lineman Nico Devillier announced his commitment to Arkansas. He shared the big news on his Twitter account. On his 24-7 sports recruiting profile, Devillier is listed at 6'4", 275 pounds, with, uh, as a three-star rating, the number five product from the state of Arkansas, the number 67 defensive lineman in the class of 2022. Uh, he named his top eight schools back in May. Arkansas was on the list, including Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi State, among others. He is commitment number 12 for Arkansas's 2022 class. Over at Ole Miss, an in-state JUCO linebacker is committed to the Rebels for 2022. Reginald Hughes out of Northeast Mississippi Community College committed to the Rebels after spending a day with the coaching staff in Oxford. He's a Tunica, Mississippi native. Uh, he had offers from Mississippi State at Arkansas State. He is not rated yet by 24-7 sports. Lane Kiffin also dipped his foot into the state of Tennessee to land another commitment. This one, a four-star safety named Taylor Groves. Groves is listed at 6'2", 175 pounds, and a four-star safety, the number 10 Tennessee product. Chris Partridge and Derek Nix led the recruitment of Groves, according to 24-7 Sports Groves. Has over 25 scholarship offers. He has pledged number four for Ole Miss's 2022 class. Former South Carolina football commitment Anthony Rose is now back in the fold about a month and a half after the Florida defensive back decommitted. He originally committed back in February to South Carolina. He's a Miami, Florida native. He picked the Gamecocks over the likes of Penn State and Arizona. Six foot four, 180 pounds, listed as a safety. He's rated the number 60 player in the state of Florida. He visited South Carolina. Back on June 7th, he decommitted from South Carolina back in May, but the Gamecocks are still in the hunt. Uh, South Carolina did pick up another commitment, Kylie Horton, who plays for the eight-man Clarendon Hall football program. He verbally committed to Shane Beamer over the weekend. He was the third South Carolina commit for the class of 2022 alongside Kansas transfer Karan Prunty and Kaysen Henry. Kentucky, they picked up the next member of their big blue wall in the way of a legacy from Texas native Nicholas Hall. He's the son of former Wildcat Antonio Hall. Nicholas Hall is listed at six foot six, 300 pounds, and number 73 offensive tackle in the country coming from the Austin, Texas area. He's expected to move up in the 24-7 sports rankings in the future as well. He was named, uh, or his dad was named first team All-SEC back in 2002, was an honorable mention All-American, and received his second, uh, or uh, received a second Division I offer from Kentucky back in October of 2020. Nicholas Hall did. Vanderbilt, they landed their latest commitment from a running back out of the North Chicago area, three-star Maurice Edwards. He's a six-foot-tall, 198 pounds, three-star prospect, rated the number 75 running back in the country. He's also the number 18 player in the state of Illinois. So good pickup for the state of, or for Vanderbilt, uh, he recently ran a 4-4-1 40-yard dash at Vanderbilt's camp and received an offer immediately afterward. Texas A&M, they added to their recruiting hall for 2022, landing a commitment from Ish Harris, a running back slash linebacker from Pilot Point, Texas. He is listed as a running back by 27 sports, but rated as a linebacker. He's number 37 among linebackers in the country, number 48 among recruits from the state of Texas. The Aggies currently have the number three class in the SEC, number 10 in the country. Nick Saban, speaking of legacies with Kentucky, Nick Saban going after a legacy as Dre Kirkpatrick Jr., the son of 
NFL cornerback and former Alabama star Drake Kirkpatrick Sr. visited with Nick Saban and Alabama. Kirkpatrick Jr. is a 2024 athlete from Gadsden City High School, where his dad was recruited as a five-star cornerback back in 2009. In high school, Kirkpatrick Jr. plays defensive back and running back, six foot tall, 175 pounds. An offensive lineman in Auburn's backyard is very high on the Tigers and two of their biggest rivals. On Saturday, Beauregard High School standout Eston Harris Jr. named Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia in his top group of schools. He's listed at six foot six, 275 pounds, a three-star recruit, number 17 recruit in the state of Alabama. After being dismissed from the Tennessee football team, Caden Salter has started the process of looking for his new home. Go Vols 24-7 is reporting Salter entered his name into the transfer portal on Saturday morning. It's no surprise that he's looking for his new opportunity after Josh Heupel booted him from the team after several off-season incidents. He's from the state of Texas, was a four-star quarterback, so no doubt he's going to have a lot of interest from other schools. And in February, college football fans celebrated an announcement from EA Sports that a new college football video game would be on the way, and now a copy of EA Sports' proposal to FBS schools, which was revealed by Matt Brown of Extra Points, shows that the video game publisher is looking for a license starting in 2023. The term will begin July 1st, 2023 and end in 2027. It was previously reported by ESPN. The game will be called EA Sports College Football instead of picking up where the NCAA series left off called NCAA Football 14. That came out in 2013. All right, when we return, we're going to hit on some of the biggest betting lines across the SEC. Looking ahead to next college football season from our friends at Bet Online. That's next. Built Bar, still the best tasting protein bar ever. Ask you guys all the time, what's your favorite Built Bar flavor? If you didn't know, nine delicious flavors. Uh, when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're passionate about their favorites. I tell you guys all the time, the mint brownie's my favorite. You got coconut, you got coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate. The list goes on. There's something for everybody. And if you haven't tried them all, I recommend go to their website, BuiltBar.com. Get the mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine flavors, let you try them all, and find which one will be your favorite. But not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy as well. Many of the flavors packed with 17 or 18 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So order them today. Get that raspberry or the mint brownie or the mixed box, whatever you like. Just head to BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. Try them today. on here locked on sec a uh, vacation edition doing this one for you guys on the road so uh obviously not the best audio but we appreciate you guys for uh still joining us and talking all things sec again college world series tonight college football right around the corner and our friends at betonline.ag have just put out some of the latest odds on some of the biggest sec games of next college football season so we figured why not run into them or run through them we start with opening weekend saturday september 4th 
BetOnline has Alabama as a 17 and a half point favorite against Miami. Again, neutral field. It's a lot of points considering we don't know what kind of team Alabama is uh, going to be bringing us. They lost so many guys to the draft. Obviously, Bryce Young has yet to start a game yet, a quarterback for Alabama. And, of course, De'Ara King, the dynamic quarterback who started his career at the University of Houston, transferred to Alabama or to Miami last year, had a nice season, but he's coming off a leg injury. We'll see how good he can be in that game. But nonetheless, 17 and a half just seems like a lot of points. But Alabama has been so good in the season opening neutral field sites against schools from other conferences. Clemson opens as a three and a half point favorite against Georgia. Of course, their neutral site game in Charlotte will open the season for both schools. High aspirations for both programs as they're both expected to be in the top five, but Georgia with a real opportunity to make a statement in their seasoning opening game against Clemson, but they are three and a half point underdogs. And also on opening weekend, LSU opens as a five point road favorite at UCLA going to the Rose Bowl. I know they just recently announced full fan attendance for that game. LSU is expected to travel very well. Would not be surprised if the stands look a little 50-50 of UCLA Bruin Blue and LSU Purple and Gold. So those are the games of the lines for the opening weekend. Week 2, Texas will go to Arkansas, a monstrous home game for the Razorbacks. And the Longhorns are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Sam Pittman and his club bringing back a lot, but not getting much respect as Steve Sarkeesian, the former Alabama offensive coordinator, taking over as head coach at Texas, and he is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. We'll see what Arkansas looks like in their season opening game and see if they can uh, knock some rust off and get ready for a big matchup against the Longhorns in Week 2. Week 3, a monster game in the SEC as Alabama will have their first really tough SEC test of the season going on the road to Florida, but Alabama still over two touchdown favorite, 14 and a half points. Alabama's favored by against Florida in the swamp. How quick can Emory Jones adapt? We've seen him play a number of times last couple of years coming in behind Kyle Trask for the Dan Mullen offense. But if Emory Jones can hit the ground running, Florida's defense can look at least a lot better than last year under Todd Grantham, then they can have a chance to keep that one closer than the 14 and a half. And then Auburn, they will travel week three up to Penn State. The Nittany Lions, seven and a half point home favorites. So Brian Harson, his crew, a chance for an upset when they go into Happy Valley in week three, seven point underdogs. A week later on Saturday, September 25th, Tennessee is at Florida. Florida is a 15.5-point home favorite against the Vols. Josh Heupel and his club get their first really tough road test going to the Swamp on September 25th. A week later, October 2nd, Auburn is at LSU. LSU is a 6.5-point home favorite. Remember, it has been a long time since Auburn has beaten LSU in Death Valley. Keep in mind, Auburn did route LSU last year at Auburn, but two very different teams now, and we will see uh, if Auburn and Bo Nix can do what hasn't been done in over 20 years, and that's go into Baton Rouge and beat LSU. On Saturday, October 9th, Alabama, probably their toughest road test of the year. They go to College Station and take on Texas A&M. I know those people are going to be hyped and excited. It is going to be a loud stadium and Alabama still a 10.5-point favorite on the road. 
If I had to put some money down now, I'd be betting it on Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies to at least cover those points. Maybe not win, but 10.5 is a lot of road points for a hostile environment. We'll see if Alabama can answer the call. And also that weekend on October 9th, Georgia, nine-point road favorites at Auburn. Again, on the surface, looks like a lot of points for a really good Georgia team, but still, hostile environment at Auburn. We'll see if they can cover that. Saturday, October 16th, Florida or LSU plays host to Florida. LSU just a one-and-a-half-point favorite in that one right now. A lot of people putting Florida and LSU kind of in the same category as maybe a nine-win team this year. So both teams kind of projected to be equal. So LSU just a one-and-a-half-point home favorite right now, according to Bet Online. Saturday, October 30th, of course, Georgia and Florida, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I don't care what you call it. I'm still calling it that. Georgia, a seven-point favorite in that one. Obviously, neutral site, but uh, Georgia projected as a touchdown favorite against Florida. Saturday, November 6th, one of our favorite games every year. Just uh, was not a very competitive game last year and probably not going to be very competitive this year, but we will see. LSU travels to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. Alabama, a 21-point home favorite against LSU. Keep in mind, last time LSU went there, they won, but that of course was with Joe Burrow in that magical season where LSU went undefeated and won the national championship, and Joe Burrow won the Heisman. That's what it takes. If you want to win in Tuscaloosa, you need a Heisman contender. Will LSU have a Heisman contender this year? We shall see. And then, rounded out Saturday, November 27th, three SEC games near the end of the season. Alabama, 16-point road favorites at Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Florida State going to Florida. Remember, that's a rivalry we missed out on last year. Florida, a 14-point home favorite against Florida State. Remember, the Seminoles have been really bad in recent years. And then rounding things out, Texas A&M will go on the road at LSU. Texas A&M, as of right now, four-point favorites over LSU. We'll see if that holds. Obviously, by that point in the season, both teams could be going in opposite directions. LSU could be surprising folks and being really good. Texas A&M could be underwhelming us with a handful of losses by that point. So if you want to get in on uh, LSU plus the four at home against Texas A&M now, I would say that would be a good bet. And there you have it. Those are some of your early betting lines courtesy of betonline.ag. Any of your betting needs, you can go check them out there. And a quick reminder, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. I'll talk to you guys later in the week as we recap the College World Series final between Vandy and Mississippi State, a vacation edition here on Locked On SEC.